0: hi there and welcome along to day 24 of the 30 days of 30 minute rows now this last week apart from the very last day what i'm going to do is i'm going to revisit some of the rows that we've done that i've enjoyed and just do them again not that i'm uncreative but i'm going to do some of that might throw in an extra one or whatever but that's what i'm going to do so we're going to go all the way back to day 10 again and do that bottom tier session and what we did was we wrote it 18 20 20, 22 20 18 strokes a minute changing every two minutes and you do that three times over so you end up with two sets of 18s um, in the middle as well just to kind of use a set of four minutes at that and then kind of go back up and down the pyramid this two-minute change-up really just makes that 15 minutes absolutely fly by. Um, and it's such a, a a really kind of valuable bottom-tier uh, fitness building workout anyway. And that slight little improvement up and down, and, or improvement of speed up and down the stroke rate, it really does teach you so much about the control over your own body. So I think it's a, a very valuable session to come back and repeat, all right? So... Pace-wise, we're going to do the same kind of ish that we did before, where you start that 18 strokes a minute at 2K plus 20, and then you go up to 2K plus 18 for the 20 strokes a minute, and then 2K plus 15 or 16 for the 22s, and then back down that pace as you go back down the other side of the pyramid. Of course, if you're feeling any kind of after effects from yesterday's top-tier power session, and you want to start that 18 strokes a minute at 2K plus 22 rather than 20, then please do sit in the back end of this these bottom tier sessions i'd rather you did slower than faster if you're feeling worn out okay right cool let's get into our four minute warm-up as we always do and head straight to the front of the machine boink and set your drag factor if you don't know anything about drag factor please check out the video i have on this channel i set mine to run right about 120 125 if you want to follow that Or if you're not in a Concept 2 rowing machine, then I'm afraid you just have to set that resistance to whatever it is that's best for you on that machine. But the guide really that I'd say is that you get a good amount of weight from the stroke, but not so much that you actually have to heave your back against it to fight against that weight, okay? You should be able to drive back with a forward lean and arms straight and then add in your back and arms, all right? A little bit of a tidbit for technique. I always talk technique, though. Next up, go to your monitor and set uh, eye heights. You don't have to look up, and you don't have to look down. Both of which will mess with your posture. And finally, if you're ev- if you're able, <laughs> oh, John, start again. If you are able to set the foot stripes good grief! I should give up. Let's go for this again. Okay, take three. If you're able to set the the height of your foot stretchers, well, hey, I got it, Um, then uh, get it to a point where you're able to come to the front of the machine with your shins in vertical uh, position rather than not quite able to get there because they're too high or going flying past it because they're set too low, okay? That took a lot of work to get there. It's not like I've said that phrase every single time for the past 300 rows. Good grief. Anyway, okay, hoodie comes off. Let's hope I warm up quickly. And we're going to get into this four minute warm-up we're going to do it 18 strokes a minute and we're going to start with enough of a push that you can think about the power coming from your feet and connecting to your hands and the handle okay i will explain as we start in three two one let's go now this may well be one of the first of my rows that you've done in which case it's worth explaining that the power when you're rowing comes from your legs but you have to get it up into your hands and into the handle, obviously. And so you do that with your body position in a forward lean and arms straight. But you also have to get the timing right of that leg push into the machine. And when your hands connect to the handle and put that force into what you're rowing so basically you want to push and connect your hands at exactly the same time if you push too soon with your feet your backside will scoot from underneath you and you lose power if you pull too soon then you grab at the handle and you can't get that power in from your legs and you're also on a one-way ticket to tennis elbow, to be honest. So, push through the feet, connect with the hands at the same time. And then try and increase your pace towards around about 2k plus 20. 2k pace, or training pace, is calculated by rowing a 2km time trial and dividing the resulting time by 4 that gives you your average pace to cover 500 metres. And that's what we base our training pace off. It's more about that in the description to the video because I just absolutely flew by, past that. <laughs> Let's put one foot on the ground, continue rowing. Yeah, if I went way too quick, then just the description to this video explains a lot better what a 2k training pace is but you basically use it as the base calculation for how fast you row through these training pieces so it's important that you know it Okay, let's change feet continue rowing with the other leg still putting a good old push with the leg that's in, you probably have dropped something close to 20 sorry, 10 seconds in pace for this single leg rowing, but that's okay, because you're only rowing with one leg. Okay, two more strokes, and then let's put both feet back in, legs straight, and just row with your back and arms. So you row, or you swing over your back, then pull in your arms, get out with your arms and swing over your back again just pivot backwards and forwards over your hips you may feel slightly alien as so you're not quite getting much force but it's still really important let's roll to the front of the machine with straight arms and forward lean and just press out with your legs not too powerfully I just want you to hold this position as you press out, and then concentrate on that timing again between your leg press and your hands connecting the handle to your machine. Okay, can we get two more of this? Oh, possibly. Yeah. Oh. All done for the warm-up. So have a quick drink. I've got my hopefully quiet water bottle. Oh no, Uh, that's right. Um, Yeah, okay, sorry. I mean, this is another of those days where I should really just start again, shouldn't I? But right, I'll race through this quite quick so don't cool down too much before getting into the main session. I will program it in from ErgZone. Um, I've got it set to two minute splits uh, so that we know to change every two minutes. Ta-da, there we go. That's much quicker. (laughs) Um, Oh, so... We're doing this half hour by doing two-minute little splits. So we're going to go 18, 20, 22, 20, 18, and then 18, 20, 22, 20, 18, and then 18, 22, 20, 18 again. So that's 15 of these two-minute splits. Padoo, a 30-minute row, And then pace-wise, that 18 strokes a minute you're going to start, 2K plus 20, or if you want to go down to 2K plus 22, then please do. We're then going to go two seconds faster as we got to 20 seconds, and then either two or three seconds faster. As we go up to the twenty twos, and then we <coughs> excuse me, and then we're going to go back down that pyramid on the other side, um, and slowing down the two or three seconds, and slowing down two back to that eighteen strokes a minute pace again. Okay, should make sense. But I will keep you right as we start this row. Okay, so let's just get into this before we cool down too much. So we're starting off eighteen strokes a minute, run right about two k plus twenty to twenty two pace in three, two one and we're off. Oh. So there's always a chance that it's just because I'm so cold in here today that I'm chittering and that's why I'm messing up everything I'm saying but probably a bigger chance I'm just being a bit of a doofus today to be honest. I've been sitting on my edit suite working on my TV program all day, I don't think I've said a word to anybody until I came out here <laughs> so maybe it's just... That I've got all this locked up all these words that I want to tumble out my head but unfortunately you're getting them <laughs> so back to rowing sorry these two minute change up of the splits will absolutely fly by as you go up and down these rate and pace pyramids but the intensity well it might climb to like a 6 out of 10 by the time you get into the 22 strokes a minute but really this is a very simple bottom tier fitness building foundation row which will just slow things down let you recover after day 23's powerful workout and give you some time to work on your technique too okay so our first change up is happening in three strokes time one more okay 20 strokes a minute and two seconds faster all you should need in order to increase your stroke rate and then your pace is just more of a push from your legs if you can increase the power from your legs then you will generate a faster drive speed that will take care of part of how you increase your stroke rate and then that extra force will also make your speed go up So a bit of extra force and two extra strokes per minute should be all it takes to make you go two seconds faster for your rowing pace. And the reason I say drive speed is just part of your stroke rate is that when you increase your rate you want your drive speed to increase a bit but your recovery increases slightly too so it's from both sides okay three strokes two strokes one stroke here we go then, 22s already so just give it a little bit more of a push and you should just find especially the difference between 18 and 20 and 20 and 22 it doesn't take much to increase your stroke rate just a tiny bit more of a push and I'm really keen on the idea of trying to roll with similar drive to recovery ratios when you're doing these lower stroke rates what that means is that your drive speed to recovery the ratio is the same the time will be different between 18 and 20 and 20 and 22 but you're still driving twice as fast as it takes to recover we'll wait until we get down to the 20s again and I'll show you it's easier on the 20s because it's one stroke every three seconds and that's coming up in just two more strokes time one more Right, here we go then. So, back down to 20 strokes a minute. Slow down those two or three seconds again. As far as ratio, it goes, see if I can get this right. One, two, three. One, two, three. One, two three one two three and that's not only a nice rhythmic fluid ratio to row at but the simple fact is that you're only putting effort in for a third of the stroke this way because you're just going one second drive two seconds recovery so those two seconds recovery you really want to make sure that you're not using a whole bunch of muscles to get back to the front of the machine Let your body recover. This drive phase should be when you're exploding power into the machine. But this recovery phase lets you literally recover. Okay, three... Two one back down to 18s and we've got two sets of these now so we're down on the bottom of our pyramid and then we stay down here for two sets before climbing up again And the same should be here for your ratio and rhythm where it's a nice powerful fast drive out and then your recovery takes twice as long. And it helps to be in the right body positions for this if you're not getting that real hang off the handle where you feel the force flowing into the machine then you might find that your rhythm and ratio is somewhat destabilized. You're like, it only takes you like half a second to get through the drive because you're not getting that real kind of surge of power that happens when you push into the machine now remember we've still got two more minutes at this so it's almost like when you connect properly by pushing with your feet and you have a forward lean and straight arms it's almost like it's slowing you down as that power surges into the flywheel it's hard to hard to describe but you should feel that surge happen it's like a curve of power literally like the force curve on, on the monitor I wonder if that's why they called it a force curve rather than just a straight line where you don't feel like a big acceleration you should feel this kind of expanding surge of power as you push with straight arms and then at the back of the stroke when you finally swing over your back And pull in your arms, that's when you feel that power taper off again. Okay, six more strokes to go, and then we increase up to 20s again. Two, one and here we go then 20 strokes a minute a little bit more of a push and we start our climb back up the pyramid again get your climbing ropes out although it's not a very steep pyramid is it we're just increasing Two strokes, two seconds, and that's what keeps this down at that lower intensity. And listen, the only reason for putting in the rate and pace change is just to keep this a kind of quick moving row in terms of time. Breaking it down into two minute sections makes the time fly. Apart from getting you used to the subtle changes in stroke rate and how that affects pace, there isn't really, any huge training value between this or just doing 30 minutes at 20 strokes a minute Which probably a bit more enjoyable ok 4 3 2 1 up to 22s again. So just get that feeling for how much you need to push and then try to get a sense of how your rhythm has changed tempo but you're still fluid between that ratio of drive and recovery the thing is that if you look at rowing like a 10k the way I pace it is to start off just under 10k pace and then after about 5k or so start to gradually increase it and you can increase pace by either adding more power from your legs at the same stroke rate or the same power at an increased stroke rate or obviously both And so, if you can get used to how you can adjust your pace just by increasing power and rate, it'll be a lot easier to control your pace in something like a 10k row. Right. Two more. Last one. Back down to 20 strokes a minute see these two minutes absolutely fly by don't they and we are well past halfway on this rope and it is just a great mental trick these smaller intervals or splits like if you were to do a marathon row rather than looking at it as 21,097 metres you can just set your splits to 1,000 and you're only ever looking further ahead than the 1,000 metres you're currently rowing. Obviously, in the back of the mind, you know you've got a whole half marathon to go. Or if you did the same on a 10k, you still have to be mindful that if you're on the third 1k, you need to make sure you've still got enough to roll the next seven. But mentally, it can be easier to just get through 1k at a time. Okay, two strokes, one more, and we're back down to 18s again for the next four minutes. it should feel like as you hit this 18 like you're rowing really slowly but use this slower stroke rate to really think about where your body positions are because you've got all the time in the world to get through this stroke. So, a powerful drive is then followed by like 2.2 seconds of recovery. And that recovery is where you get your body into the right position for your stroke so if you if we take it from the finish of the handle as you pull in the handle to your chest as long as you have your elbows coming through your sides rather than way out to the side then you create a natural springiness that wants to send your arms back out in front of you again and you use that natural springiness to kick off your arm return so that it goes nice and straight and then as your arms come forwards it initiates that rise and tilt back over your hips of your or from your back so that by the time you're arms are straight and your hands are past your knees you're in the perfect position for the next stroke you don't need to lean your back anymore once you get to this point so hold it there arms back hold Arms back, hold. Now, I don't mean hold the stroke and pause. I mean hold your position. Arms back, hold. And then all you have to do is bend your knees. And because you're constantly moving, not stopping please, that momentum is enough that your knee bend just takes you into the front of the machine in the perfect position for the next stroke. Okay. Three. Two. One. Back up to 20s and two seconds faster. <coughs> because remember that perfect position is arm straight nice and loose shoulders relaxed handle at a neutral height in front of you and you have hinged over your hips so that your back is in a powerful posture tilted into one o'clock on the clock face and you're up on your sit bones ready to go that posture thing's important up on your sit bones if you think that your hips are rolled backwards and your tailbone is tucked underneath you and you don't have the right posture. And then you just have to push the machine away with your feet. So just push your feet into the footplates while holding that forward lean and keeping those arms straight. And that's how you get that hang how that surge that curve of power goes into the machine alright 4 3 2 1 increase that push to get up to 22 strokes a minute and 2 or Three seconds faster. There's no fast finish on this session. We're trying to keep it all at a nice low intensity to help build your fitness, increase the amount of power. That you have in your bowl of energy that you can use for any row so push with your legs holding that forward lean and arm straight resist resist the urge to pull and grab against the handle once your legs are about halfway through the stroke that's when you finally swing your back from that forward lean to an 11 o'clock finish and right after you start that swing is when you Pull in your arms into sternum height, elbows through your sides. All right, two more, one more, back down to 20s, and two or three seconds slower. Now, when you get to the back of the stroke take a look at your feet to see if you are pulling them like a proper yank on the foot straps either to stop you at the back of the stroke or to hug yourself forwards again neither of which do you want to do so it can help to think about getting your legs all the way down at the back of the stroke not locked knees but down and it can also help to Point your toes towards the front of the machine. And that will stop them wanting to come up and pull against the strap. And then, provided that you finish with a good posture... And like I say, the arms to your sides. Then you're back to the beginning with arms away. <clears throat> and your forward tilt. Okay, two strokes. One more. <clears throat> Last two minutes of this row. 18 strokes a minute. Now, why don't you tug yourself? back to the front using the foot straps. Surely that's what they're there for. No, they're there mostly just to stop you falling off the back of the machine. If you get the timing wrong, or you're at a really high stroke rate, you should be able to just use your arms and body posture momentum to help you get forwards but posture is the key you need to finish your stroke in that powerful posture even though you're leaning back so still you don't want your tailbone tucked underneath you because if you tug on the foot straps what happens is this your tailbone tucks under your knees come up and your posture is all backwards and rounded and then you have to use a whole load of muscles to pull yourself forwards and get yourself back into the right position for the next stroke. Remember right at the start where I said you shouldn't be using muscles that you don't need to in order to return to the front of this stroke. Last one. There we go. I kind of figure today after such a rather random opening to t- today's row I should probably be a little bit more professional and talk technique and stuff for the actual main row itself. Okay, I'm just sending my two minute cooldown to the monitor. Ah. If you don't use ERGZONE, seriously, if you have a PM5, I do recommend it. It's very powerful, it's very free, and <laughs> it just makes life so much easier. You don't have to press all the buttons to program your monitor all that stuff so yeah little advert there for our zone they're good people too so and they're just doing this to try and help the rowing community by giving away the majority of its functions for free so there is a pro version but uh that's more about training plans and, and stuff like that so anyway shall we get into our two minute cooldown? i think we should I'm just going to do it 18 strokes a minute, run about 2k plus 20 and quite quickly slow down to run about 2k plus 30-ish. Um, oh, my exercise ring is closed. How exciting. Okay, let's go then in 3, 2, 1. Oh, cool down. Now, I know today's session wasn't that intense, so you may be thinking, surely I don't need to cool down. Well probably from a body point of view if you just got off and did some stretching walked around a bit you're not really going to suffer muscle soreness or anything from not cooling down and deoxygenated blood sitting in your muscles and stuff that's unlikely but there's a mental element to a cool down where you just get to It's almost like you shake yourself off, like when a wet dog comes in your house. (laughs) Well, let's just say standing on the porch, eh? Not in the house. Dog's been out for a good old swim, and then it comes back to the house, and it says, oh, I wanna shake all that off, get ready for the rest of my day. That's what a cool down is, from a mental point of view. But on the more intense rows, It's really important to put these in here to let your body gradually cool down instead of plummet because nothing good ever came from plummet and so if you can get into the routine, the habit of always doing at least a 2 minute cool down even after a session like today it means that you're less likely to skip it on the tough days when you really need it and that's why I make sure to put it into the video but hang on last joke for me you continue to cool down if you wish or climb off and do some stretching I recommend hamstrings, quads hip flexors shoulders um, some supine twists for your spine and the forearm one where you pray And then you press your hands into each other and then come down like that and you'll feel under here stretching, okay? But yeah, back to what I was saying. So there's a reason that I put the four-minute warm-up in here and there's a reason I put the cool-down in here. It would be much easier, much flashier to come in with my all flappy arms and go, hey folks, right here we go then, we're straight into a 30-minute workout, two-minute intervals, come on, strap in, let's go. But it's a chance that you've just sat down and gone, right, what's happening today? Okay. And then suddenly you've got me yelling at you that you're gonna start. And the chances are you're gonna skip your warm-up. Either because you're suddenly in a rush, okay? So if you come then you've only got half an hour for your workout or whatever, you're in a bit of a rush, you're like, oh, I'm just gonna skip the skip the warm-up today and just go bang straight into it. Which if you imagine session twenty-three, day twenty-three, if you try to do that completely cold, even though it's two minutes start. Um, you'd end up... I mean, not only would your performance suffer because you will not be warm enough, there's a good chance you're going to pull something if you don't do the warm-up. And it's the same with the cool-down where I put it on here so that it's part of the video so that you do it, okay? So it's not... It's, it's, it's about it being there so that you go, all right, okay, I'll do the, the, the warm-up and, okay, I'll do the cool-down because it's there on the video rather than you being master of your own uh, decision at that point and then, like I say, if you turn on the video and it's not there, you're just going to go, ah, whatever, I'm going to go into it, so... Um that's why I put them in there. I know some of the other folks don't. Um and so I guess I'm probably having a little bit of a throwing my gauntlet at them slap, kind of saying they really should. Um but to be honest for them it then means that if it's that people can just look at it and it says um 30 minutes and the video is only 32 minutes long, they'll go, all right, okay, that's what it is. Where well, you look at mine and I say it's a half hour row and it's a 45 minute long long video, people are gonna be like, eh what's he doing for the rest of it but yeah it's the warm up and the cool down and then this bit at the end where i just can't seem to shut up so that's the thinking behind that i mean this look le- i really should just make a sit in a nice leather recliner with a with a pipe well maybe not a pipe well i do like the smell of a pipe but i wouldn't want to smoke one um uh and actually going kind to of go through all of the training protocols and reasons behind row ro- along but to be honest i don't think anyone would watch it <laughs> so so i don't things like this 30 days uh, of 30-minute workouts doesn't need to be done as the full 30 days. It certainly doesn't need to be done in 30 days. You can take rest days and whatever. But each one of these 30-minute workouts you can come back to. It can be the middle of July and you, you just go, you know what? I just want to have a, like a little low-rate pyramid. I remember he did one in those 30 days of 30s. And was, oh look, there it is. It's that one there. So that's kind of what I want to try and get across is that out of the 300-odd workouts I've got up here now, Any of them can be done on any day as part of anything that you want to do. I group them into things just to make them a bit more accessible to people. But if you want to do uh, a 30-second on, one-minute off sprint, I think it's in there within part of the 500-meter program as a top tier. So you could just kind of go into the top tier things and go, oh, there you go, I've I've found it. So anyway, but like I say, you probably got bored when I was just explaining it then. So imagine there was a half-hour video of me talking about all this. Uh, You'd be like, yeah, anyway. So... Um, yeah, (laughs) it's like, it's like all the words had finished. (laughs) I'm like, I have no more words to say. So, um, I will go and, uh, get prepared for day 25, which is going to be back to a mid tier. Okay. That middle intensity about kind of performance endurance, whereas this is just about, uh, foundation endurance, fitness to take care of everything. Mid tiers are about performance endurance, about being able to hold, that uh, the, your endurance while you're up and kind of putting in some intensity, okay? Have I ever used that phrase before, performance endurance? I don't think I have. I should probably use it more. Anyway. So, uh, all that I have to say is uh, uh, hashtag. You know, the hashtag could be performance endurance, but it's completely wrong for this session, so I'm not going to do it. Um, uh, Let's just do fitness. I don't think I've done that before. So hashtag fitness, because that's what today's session was about. It was about improving your fitness. So if you made it this far through the video, well done, um, and you want to <laughs> leave a comment and tag that you made it this far through the video, then use hashtag fitness, okay? Um, so thank you so much for doing this one and for uh, seriously for putting up with me. I mean, the amount of people that get in touch and say thank you for putting these sessions up, thank you for putting up with this. I mean, chances are you probably end at the cool down anyway um, and wait for someone else to who's been enough to watch the whole thing to then post the hashtag and then you go oh yeah fitness I, I, honestly I did not watch it to the end big guy totally but yeah anyway so uh i will see you in another video whether that is day 25 of this or whether it's a row from the 500 meter plan or 5k plan with different hair and all that stuff who knows but yeah thanks again i will see you in whatever video please look after yourselves stay safe be well bye-bye for more info and to check out the youtube videos go to rowalong.com